This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in here to the 10 of 12 podcast. I am your host, Ryan Gilbert. Today here on the show, we are going to be talking some Big 12 hoops with C.J. Moore from The Athletic. We'll also be talking a little K-State basketball, some Bruce Weber discussion for the Wildcat fans that are listening. We're almost halfway through Big 12 conference play. Things are going well. Um, so just kind of be giving a nice overview of what's been going on, who the good teams are, who the bad teams are. Um, who's looking good down the line, and of course we'll talk with with CJ about K-State for a little bit um, towards the end. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at 10of12podcast. You can stay up to date with everything going on around the Big 12. The latest news, updates, predictions, scores, highlights, it's all there on Twitter, at 10of12podcast. Um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in CJ Moore from The Athletic. CJ, how are we doing today? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, Let's get right into things here. Around the Big 12, it could be a team, a player, a coach. What's been the biggest surprise to you so far in the season? Oh, man. That's a good question. Um, I I guess I'd say that Oklahoma State, I had some doubts that just Cade Cunningham could – have enough of an impact to really, you know, take them out of a bottom four team in the league. And I know they're just three and three, but the way they've played recently, um, the win over Kansas, even the loss to West Virginia, where they really dominated most of that game, that maybe be up there. And then, I mean, the biggest surprise, I guess, would be Oscar Shebae struggling. You yeah, know, yeah. Not, not playing at the level that he's – He's played at in, last year and what I saw him play at in high school. And, um, you know, for him to transfer was was probably a pretty big surprise. Atop the Big 12, there's no disputing that, that Baylor's the number one team. But do you think that Texas or, or Kansas there sits at number two? Uh, clearly Texas to me. I think Texas is the second best team in the league, even after losing to Texas Tech last week. You know, honestly, I'd probably put Texas Tech ahead of Kansas right now, I think. Tech's probably got more talent. Um, You know, Kansas did win at Tech, which was a big, big win. And, um, you know, I think that win will go a long way for them on their resume because I think Texas Tech is going to do really well the rest of the way. Um, But that game was played without uh, Kevin McCooler. Or have I think McCooler is how you say his last name. That one's (laughs) kind of like mouthful. But – you know, he didn't play in that game and, and he's he's come on lately and been really playing at a high level. And I think they're 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 kind of figuring out how to play and figuring out their rotation and 
um, you know, getting him back was big. So I, I think Texas Tech is kind of on an upward trend. You know, even Saturday they had a, I thought they were pretty impressive against Baylor. They were right in that game for the the full forty, and, and that's a really really good Baylor team. So I mean, you've got Baylor, Texas, Kansas, and Texas Tech. Do you think that there's a, a pretty significant drop off after those four teams, or do you think West Virginia and Oklahoma um, are, are kind of right there with them? What do you think on that? Um, I think there, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of a drop off from, from those four. I, I think there's a strong, um, top seven in the league. And, uh, then there's a, you know, probably a decent drop off from there to TCU and then probably another drop off from there to K state and Iowa state. But, um, I do think the middle of the league is a lot stronger than it was last year where you had. Baylor and Kansas were really, really good last season. And then I thought there was a sizable drop off to that, that next tier. And that tier, that middle tier last year wasn't as good as it is, I'd say, this year. You thinking seven teams to the big dance? Well, all of it depends on Oklahoma State and whether they're yeah. eligible or not. But mm-hmm. it, it, if, if you were assuming they're going to be eligible, uh, then yeah, I think the Big 12 easily gets get seven in unless like a Oklahoma or Oklahoma state or West Virginia really, really falls off the second half of the year. Um, yeah, I think, I think the league can get seven in. Moving into March madness. Obviously we talked about Baylor best team in the big 12 hands down. What team do you think maybe has the highest ceiling, not the best team, but the team that has the most potential to make a run? Cause for me, it's Texas tech given their history. Um, you know, Chris Beard always has his guys bought in in March. Do you still think that, um, it would be Baylor, or is it maybe a different team apart from Baylor, if that is your answer? No, it's it's Baylor to me. I mean, um, I had a statistic in my Big 12 preview that shows you teams that return four starters and um, were top five in, the, in Ken Palm the year before, what they do that next season, and almost all of them make, like, the final four championship game mm-hmm. um, to return as much as they did. And especially in this season and, you know, they, they've got a great perimeter group. Their defense is probably the best in college basketball. Um, I, I think that that's definitely the team that has the highest ceiling in March. And then after that, I'd, I'd say Texas because, because mm-hmm. Texas has great guard play. Mm-hmm. Their front courts as talented as any front court in college basketball. Um, and also has an excellent defense. So um, I think those are the two teams that probably both have a shot to win the national championship. Now, I could see Texas Tech making a run to the Final Four. That wouldn't shock me. But if we're we're just talking title contenders, I think Baylor and Texas are are right in that conversation. Is the Big 12 the the best conference in America? Do you think it's a a different one? Well, most people will tell you the Big Ten. and the Big Ten's depth this year is is great. I mean, um, they, they've got like one turd in Nebraska. <laughs> Penn State hasn't been great, but, you know, the Penn State's, I think they've got a decent non-conference. When, like Penn State's non-conference, they beat Virginia Tech and they beat VCU. So while they haven't won a game in league, like that's two pretty darn good non-conference wins. So the, the Big Ten is so deep. But if you take the Big 12s, like, top five or so, and you put them up against the, the Big 10s top five, 
I think the big Big Twelve would show fairly well. Same. I mean, we could do all the way down to seven. If you took the Big Big Ten's top seven, took the Big Twelve's top seven, I think the Big Twelve would perform pretty well. Now, what Big Ten has is they've just got a ton of teams, and they're like I said, the bottom stronger. But um, I, I think it's worth having the conversation. I guess where there's some people would be like, oh no, it's just the Big Ten, and and we move on with their day. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that for sure. Uh, I want to give just a little love to the teams in the bottom. Um, moving, you know, three years from now, four years from now, um, I guess looking at the freshman classes is what I'm trying to say here. Who, what program do you think has the most potential moving forward? You know, of course, Kansas and Baylor are going to get those big time recruits, but you know, who's got a solid freshman class right now that's not, um, you know, really going to land year after year big time recruits? Well, I mean, Baylor, Baylor's class is pretty good that we don't haven't really even seen yet, I think. Yeah. Uh, but talking about, like, the teams that are in the lower half, um, you know, TCU's probably got the best of the bunch in terms of just one player. And in, um, in the Miles kid, the uh, – Mike Miles, I yeah, think? Yeah, Mike Miles, yep. And Mike Miles, he's he's been pretty impressive at times. Um you know, I was kind of a believer in them. There's games where you watch them. Um, you know, the A&M game, I watched them. Um, you know, their, their Oklahoma State win early. Like, there's times where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm maybe a believer in him, them. But then the last three games, they've just not been good. <laughs> so, <laughs> they've kind of fallen off. But um, I think Mike Miles is a guy that's going to, you know, be a big-time player in this league for for years to come. Um you know, I'm I'm sure you're getting at K State because because you're a K State guy, right? And yeah, I, yeah. I think there's potential in that class. I think, um, you know, Nigel Pack has has been impressive at times. I, I um I think the reason they're playing better basketball, um, of late and been a little bit more competitive is is the emergence of Davion Bradford. I I think he's been been good for them, and and um, you know, I think he's he's a legit. Big, big 12 big man like I think he's going to be a really good big man down the road and um you know that Pat him and him and Nigel's I think will kind of probably be there to to go to guys that's go down the road and you know Selton Miguel's shown things at times and um I'm interested to see uh Luke Kasab Kazuki I think <laughs> no one knows uh, for sure but yeah he played his first game the other day right yes I, yes I, I saw him out there a little bit um, I, I didn't catch that whole game, but I watched parts of it. Um, I'm interested to see what he does because because um, you know they they need more shooting, and he was the guy that was was billed as a shooter coming in. So um, I'm interested to see what what he has down the road. But yeah, I, I do think there is like I think out for, for K State, what you wanted to see this year was like growth and improvement. And even though you know they're losing all these games, I, I do think they're becoming more competitive, and it, it'll probably be hard to sell it to the fan base that like there is improvement. But the league's so good that just like even if you're getting better, you're not beating those top seven teams. So there's there's only opportunities to really beat Iowa State and TCU, maybe. Yeah. So um, it's going to be tough, you know, season for K State, but but I do see some some hope down down the road. Going back to last year, K State was three and fifteen in the Big Twelve, and it was just ugly. You know, every it was like, why do I even have to watch this game? This year, are they winning games? No, but there's still light at the end of the tunnel. I think that these guys really do care um, for for Bruce Weber. 
talking about Bruce Weber, though, last year he had a, a, a large majority of his roster leave um, with with getting you know transfers and, and all that stuff. He had the same issue with Marcus Foster um, probably five or six years back. So this is you know pretty much his third. You know, this is he's had two rebuildings now. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. We've talked a lot, a, a lot about this on Go Power Cat, but you know, is this okay? Obviously, you're not Kansas, you're not Baylor, so you're gonna have your roller coasters where you go up and have a good recruiting class, and it goes down a little bit. That's fine. That's natural when you're not a blue bud. But it's happened to Weber twice where he's lost control of his locker room. I mean, is that okay? I mean, there's a lot of people not happy with Bruce. What do you think? You know, I, I think that this season would be a lot easier to stomach if they had been competitive last year. And um, I think if you're going to criticize that staff and criticize Bruce, um, you could definitely, you know, criticize for, for last year and not realizing that, Hey, um, you know, you needed some help with that roster and maybe there were some, some bad season there, you know, Cardi, like, um, Cartier was such an important piece of that team. Like they win as he went kind of, you know? Yep. hundred percent. And, um, you know, I, I, I've done a, I did a story on that, like on him. I, he is an interesting cat and <laughs> I, I like him, but I also think like he's a different, you know, can be difficult. And, um, you know, I don't want to put all of last year on him, but like, you saw he went to Virginia Tech, and um, you know that's a becoming a pretty darn good program, and and he didn't last very long there, and um, you know he opted out for for COVID, but um, as, far, as far as I understand, he's not going to ever be back. Yeah, and um, so you know I, I think it just kind of turns out on them, and you know you had the thing with him and then also you know their biggest problem last year to me was just like their big men could not catch the ball and could not finish around the basket mostly they couldn't catch anything and um i think that was maybe you know not realizing hey we need some help here in the interior and also maybe thinking your guys were going to be better than they maybe were and um you know, I, I think it was a, a disappointing year last year for them and, and with some of their, their older guys. But, um, you know, long answer, I'm kind of rambling here, but <laughs> I, I do think that, like, next season's a big year for, for the program and, and for Bruce. I, I think he'll get a next year. I don't see him um, – I don't see Gene Taylor making a move after this year, um, especially with just all that's going on in the world. Like, I'd, I'd be surprised – um, I think Gene's pretty patient and, um, you know, while, yeah, you have to criticize Bruce for like things kind of going south two different times. He has won two big 12 titles and has anybody else besides Bill Self won two t- big 12 titles during that span? No, that's, that's pretty impressive that they've been able to do it. I know it's been weird when they're, they're, they're like, her, you know, it's back and forth and back and forth, but um, the fact they've been able to build it up twice that, that you know, I know the first one was a lot of Frank's players, but the fact they were able to build it up and have a pretty good run there with that that crew of of Dean and Barry and Cam, um, you know, I I think you should get a shot with with these young guys if if the growth you can see the growth there, and I think you're starting to. 
Yeah, I mean, going back to Cardi real quick, man, the only thing I'll say is freshman Cartier Giada was a lot different than his, you know, junior, you know, when he left Cartier Giada. So he, he changed a little bit here in Manhattan, but uh, certainly, you know, we wish him the best. But back to Weber here. Um, so what's the key to really, you know, retaining a locker room? Because that's probably been his Achilles heel at K-State. He's lost his locker room twice, right? So what what's the key to kind of, you know, keeping your guys bought in? Um, you, you can't rely on Barry Brown or Rodney Magruder to just manage your locker room. If they do, great. But if not, you're in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's it's recruiting the right people and, and, and getting guys that get along and, and fit what you what you're about and what you want to do. Um, but like, like you just said with Cardi, like, like sometimes guys change with success. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, Bruce Weber's not the only one to like have guys go the wrong way sometimes. And I mean, it's why you see so much transferring in college basketball and, um, while it might feel unique to K-State, it's, I don't know if it's as unique to K-State as like people think it it is necessarily. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's, it's having all, you know, the best way to do it is to always have older guys that can kind of set the tone. And when your older guys don't set the tone and are the problem, then yeah, it, it becomes a problem. And, um, you know, I think maybe he sniffed out the, the, um, it a little earlier the first time around, like, you know, Marcus Foster basically had a year where he was he was a problem, and then he got out of there, right? But you couldn't have seen that coming after his freshman year. I don't think there were necessarily signs his freshman year of that. You know? Yeah, not at all. So um, I don't know. It's I mean, they're, they're college kids. I, I think sometimes it's, it's, there's some unpredictability there. But the, the the best way is just having you know older locker rooms that where the traditions and the um, the culture gets passed down from one to the next. And so it's, it's kind of odd when you had this great, great culture that got passed down, but it wasn't received in the right kind of way, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I I'm with you there uh, for sure. Last thing for you, before we let you go, man, uh, we got what a month and a half left of the season, give or take what's going to be, what team is going to fall or what team is going to rise? What's going to shock us the most as, as we move down the stretch. Just in the Big 12? Yeah, yeah. Um, Put you on the spot a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to fall off um, a ton. I think uh, the team that's in the middle there, you know, upper upper middle, the two teams that probably have the most chance to go one way or the other is, is Kansas and West Virginia. Um, I think, you know, one of those teams could – could fall off and it wouldn't shock me. One of them could end up finishing third and it wouldn't shock me. So those are probably the, the, the teams that are the most volatile. Um, as far as like one rising up, um, you know, interested to see, Oh, you know, Oklahoma's playing really kind of, kind of playing really good ball right now. Like um, it's been wild that um, Brady Manick gets hurt. Like they have, two of their more impressive performances. Cause even though they lost to Kansas, like they easily could have won that game and man, what they did to TCU, like I did not see that coming. So um, maybe OU is a team that, that kind of rises up and should surprise some people. All right, CJ, appreciate you uh, taking time with us and uh, best of luck moving forward. Have fun, uh, you know, covering the big 12, man. Appreciate you again. Yep. Thanks for having me on, bud.
Once again, CJ Moore from The Athletic. Be sure to check him out on Twitter at CJ Moore Hoops and also theathletic.com. CJ does a great job covering college basketball uh, as well as Big 12 basketball as well. You can follow us on Twitter at 10 of 12 podcast. Like I said earlier, you can stay up to date with everything going on around the Big 12 conference. We're almost halfway through. Uh, time is flying. There are some cancellations here and there, but we're getting through this Big 12 season um, and, and giving the Big 12 some credit for, for those open dates later in the season uh, to make up these games that are being canceled. But uh, that pretty much wraps things up for us here on the show. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, big thanks to CJ for taking time with us, uh, and we'll catch you next week. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.